take two. Welcome to everyone's a critic movie review podcast, nineteen ninety three. I'm professional film critic Sean Patrick. With me is Amy. Hello. And MJ. Hi. <laughs> Find us on all your uh, well, no, none of our social medias yet because Amy still hasn't done anything. Fuck you. You can find the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Though, yeah, obviously. yeah. You're listening to a podcast. How do people say that in the podcast? Tell you to tell you where you can find the podcast. You can find this podcast where you found it. You can find it where you're listening to it <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's how yes. it works. Yes, that's where it is. It's also on YouTube, though. It is on YouTube. I I actually found it the other day and I listened back to it and I'm like, God, I sound amazing. <laughs> I do. And then I, I just also I I. I Say fuck a lot, which a lot, a lot. Yeah, it makes it pretty much not PG thirteen. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. Uh, and we're fully demonetized on YouTube. I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry, Bob. <laughs> we're the only podcast that has a cunt list. So. Oh, that's true, and we're adding to it today, but not yet, because we got to get through two films today. Yes, two very similar films <laughs> about fish out of water. The, the, the tone of these films. <laughs> Just the exact same, right? Oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> certainly. These, these are two epic movies on, on a par of uh, <laughs> multiple Oscar nominations for oh. each. Oh. <laughs> In the presence of greatness, I don't deserve to even watch these films. I'll be honest with you. Well, at least the second one. Let's talk about The Firm. The Firm. Directed by Cindy Pollock and... Yeah. Uh, Based on a novel by John Grisham, a quite quite good novel that I re- read at the time it came out in the early 1990s, um, and starring Tom Cruise, one of the biggest stars in the world. One of my least favorite people in the world. <laughs> Having said that, I remember uh, seeing Mike Nelson on Mystery Science Theater back then when, when The Firm came out as a book and he was reading it uh, behind the, the desk there. And I'm like, okay, if Mike Nelson likes it, <laughs> then I guess it's okay. But outside of that, I really don't like Tom Cruise. So that's why this movie was a little surprising to me. Mm. Yeah. MJ, initial thoughts on, on the firm? Um, I a lot of it fell out of my head. Yeah. Uh, after this movie, uh, the movie we just watched. Um, it, it was it was interesting though. It really like was exciting. Well, it did, but it wasn't always like we we kept thinking, we kept saying it out loud. He's he's joining a cult, right? Yes. <laughs> he's joining a cult. We knew what was happening. We just, they, they didn't know what was happening, know. apparently. But you could tell that Gene Triplehorn, who played his wife in this movie, she knew something was weird. Jean, oh, yeah. Gene Triplehorn, God's first chance at making Catherine Heigl. <laughs> so true. <laughs> I put it, I'm like, God, she looks just like Catherine Heigl. It's so weird. You got so it right weird. the second time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, poor Gene Triplehorn. Oh, God bless her. Excuse me. You know, incidentally, just a fun fact, she was actually in the Jeepers Creepers sketch from Mr. Show. She was one of the dancers. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Jean Triplehorn. She was actually in it. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. Not Katherine Heigl. Nope. No. <laughs> Katherine Heigl was our age, so I don't think she would have been old enough to be in this particular She scene. famously also has no sense of humor. <laughs> I heard that. Famously, I don't either. So... <laughs> Not that Catherine Heigl's on the cunt list. She's not. She's not on the cunt list. She's got no reason to include her yet. No, no. Just don't make a, a, a movie that infuriates us, and then <laughs> well, you'll, you'll be fine. And, do, and don't make until, bad choices. Until, until 2010. And well, then, there you go. Yeah. she'll start making... Yeah. She'll make movies with Gerard Butler, and then... Then, then well... It's only 1993 now, so she's barely th- even alive. That's true. 
That's true. I'm she's kidding. Making... She's just in, she was just in a movie this year. This this year. I think uh, doesn't that movie uh, uh, where Gerard Depardieu is trying to have sex with his daughter? Isn't she the daughter? <gasps> oh. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, my, my father, the hero. My father, the hero. Let's see here. I think that comes out later this year, actually. In 1993? I think so. Good Christ! You're right. Wow. And that's... Does he really try to have sex with her? I don't think so. He's trying to stop people from having sex with her. I think that's the premise, but... God. He's like the French steroidal Peter Davison, the fifth doctor. It's weird. Like, I'm looking (laughs) at this picture, it's like, he looks just like the fifth doctor, but, you know, just huge. So... That, honestly... You see that? You see that, yeah. Anyway, that comes out in 1994, February 3rd, oh. day before your birthday, 1994. Wow. Yeah. So that so was a gift. Yeah, that was my that was from, God's from gift Gerard to me. It was Depardieu. That movie. <laughs> Depardieu. Uh, anyway, the firm. The firm, yes. Yeah, the firm. Okay, so he's he's a damn good lawyer. He's a damn fine lawyer. Mitchell Thomas. McDear. Mitchell McDear. And we should know at, at the outset that he and his wife, Jean Triplehorn again, um, they're very poor, but he's being courted by all of these different firms mm-hmm. to come on board and, and because just of how well, how good he is at lawyering around like you do. Yeah, he, he really lawyers. He really he lawyers the shit out of lawyering. I mean, he does. And he's a white lawyer. He's so a white that's lawyer. really makes him very attractive. Yeah. By the way, a, a trigger warning. If you're looking for any people of color in this film, you're not going to find one. It is the it is there, the yeah, whitest there movie. There it, there wasn't any. We nope, didn't well, find no, any. No, no, no. Mr. Abanks. Oh, Cayman Mr. Abanks. That's Mr. right. A. In the Cayman Islands. Yep, his son got killed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. His son. That's true. Okay. Um. So there's one. One. But that's all you're gonna get because it's yeah. 1993 and we still have you know a taste for mayo. <laughs> in so our much, films. So much mayo. So much mayo. God damn. It's all mayo. So much. I'd like to call it Miracle Whip, but it's not. Quit. This isn't a bad movie, Quit. but it is a bit of a beige movie. It is a beige movie, but this is a dad movie. Dad's, a, yeah, dad's really got behind this one. This is my friend who I used to be friends. With. I don't, I don't talk to. I don't really see him anymore. It's Nate. This is like a Nate movie. This is right <laughs> up his alley. Not, not, not that he's beige, but he did have beige tape. <laughs> so yeah, have you ever seen this, the firm? <laughs> this movie listens to Matchbox Twenty. It does. This movie loves Matchbox Twenty. That's so crazy. Um. I mean, it, it is it, it, when, when we first meet this this law firm. They are already putting off creepy really vibes. Weird vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the just... firm encourages you to have children. The firm encourages you to uh, be happily married. The yeah. firm encourages you to, to be white. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let's face it. That's true. The firm encourages the wives not to work. Yes. Yes. However, you know, his wife, Jean Triplehorn, his wife. Um, was a school teacher. I think that's accepted because, I mean, you know, probably not. Because that's well, because of, well, that's one of the um, natural careers. That's right. Oh, that's yeah. right. And you know, they don't have children yet, so they and they, they were encouraged to yeah. get started once he once he got accepted. Which, by the way, do you remember the dollar amount that uh, this firm gave him? Uh, was it uh, sixty thousand dollars? What? No, wasn't it ninety? It was ninety something, ninety thousand. Was it ninety six thousand? It might have I been ninety six thousand. Yeah, ninety six thousand. Yeah, for his I, first job out of college. Right, right, and and in 
1993, where some of us can actually uh, use that money. For inflation, it's like 200 grand at his <laughs> right. first job, you know. Because the uh, apparently the fucking Illuminati, I guess. Oh, I of course. God damn it. <laughs> um, so ultimately, you know, they go with this firm, mm-hmm. and they move to where they Memphis, Memphis, Tennessee, where where we meet. Um, That's how Andy Kaufman pronounces it. Memphis. Um. And and you know right away you know they had they they had the you know the the house white picket fancy kind of everything it's it's Mercedes Benz yeah it almost is is Stepford Wives ish but but in for guys you know what I mean yeah. like but Pollock doesn't underline that right I, I like you know it's not it's not a satire he's not he's not poking fun at this he's pr- projecting a sort of grounded realistic place where this could exist right. Right. And and that's the same way Grisham approached it in the book. It was a more of a realistic thing and not necessarily satirical like that. Yeah. Well, and then we come. So then we meet uh, Gene Hackman and Avery he, Tolan. <laughs> see, you remember that, but you can't remember the dollar amount. Of that <laughs> okay. Because I mean, yeah. if you recall, I, I remember Gene Hackman. How weird. Does it? Does anybody? Okay, but uh, the three of us when we're watching that movie, and I kept saying. How much money did he get? And then yeah, we finally got the answer. Figured, I we mean, were, like, really curious. Like, what? How much money are they offering? Because well, he was Certainly. fucking around with it. Like, it, they made him guess what they're giving him, and then he guesses it, but doesn't say what the number is. Right. And then he brings it home to his wife and makes her look at it. Yeah. Like you accepted this without looking at it. It's like I guess what it was. <laughs> I'm a good lawyer. He's a damn good lawyer. <laughs> how is that a good lawyer? How does that make you a good lawyer? Because <laughs> now he's. He's got good guessing skills. <laughs> He's got the guessing. <laughs> Honey, this is only 35000 Why did you accept this? I'm a you good to, lawyer. I, to, I said so. You have to work 90 hours a week for $36,000 a year? That's what I wanted to do, honey. It's my dream. <laughs> you knew that getting into this with me. Um yeah, so but ultimately, so that, yeah, they're 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 in Memphis and they're looking around. They're 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 meeting they're walking up with the in Memphis. They're walking in Memphis like you do. They're walking as, with their teeth feet, feet, feet off a of beel. Oh my God, Mark Cohen. <laughs> or, I'm sorry, Cone. I would want to pronounce it wrong. Mark Cohen. Yeah, Reverend uh, Green was happy to see them. I, I hate that fucking song. If you if you just keep going on, <laughs> I know, you know what? He's going on the cunt list. <laughs> sorry, Mark, but my brother did this to you, and my your violation. Just being a cunt, you know. <laughs> uh, Sean by proxy, yeah, being a cunt. Sorry, you're on my list now. So anyway, mm-hmm. they're moving around in Memphis <laughs> on foot, and <laughs> anyway, they're going to the office and that kind of thing. That's where we meet Gene Hackman, who you don't know if he's a good guy or a bad. Like everybody's giving off bad vibes. It's really it, confusing to figure out who is who. Right. Because well, trust the anybody. Because no. the biggest bad guy, uh, the two biggest bad guys are Mark Twain and the and the diabetes guy. <laughs> and he drew <drove. laughs> Walter. Walter. Brim- the two. Li- Wal- let, Wilford let Brimley. Wilford let me Brimley. grab the two least intimidating human beings on the planet. That's the true. two kindliest grandpas oh. we can find and make them the top villains of the movie. Hal oh. Holbrook and Wilfred. I know you can't do that to Hal Holbrook because he's a fucking goddamn <laughs> treasure. That man. Yeah. And um, oh god, remember in remember into the wild. Don't don't nope nope the wild. nope nope. We're mm. gonna have one of those moments where I'm gonna start crying. Yeah. Which part were you talking about? Where where like Hal Holbrook tries to adopt him as his grandson? They make the belts. They yeah. make the belts. Yeah. Oh god. 
I'm not going to do that. Love Remember when he was while. married to Dixie Carter? She was a fucking national treasure, too. <laughs> anyway, yeah, you can't do that. And and again, Wilford Brimley is not intimidating. No. He, he comes off like he wants to be in this movie, but all I keep thinking I, is... When he was trying to kill Tom Cruise, I thought he was trying to give him a hug. I don't... <laughs> He's going to yeah. give him a hug. Yeah. He's going to make him some oatmeal. He's going to make him some oatmeal. Eat your oatmeal. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So, but I mean, at the same time... He is rather menacing. You don't like him, like, immediately. Mark Twain. I just got that. <laughs> <laughs> Hell over. I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, this. so this is where all this starts. And then this is, two of the members of this firm go missing. They're dead. Yeah. Which, uh, can I just talk to you for a moment about Kaczynski? Yes. The guy who dies? Yeah. Kaczynski looks legitimately... In his 60s. Yes! And they tell you in this movie, <laughs> he is 41 right? years old. <laughs> yeah. I am I am six years older than that. <laughs> and you look at him and you're like, dude, like, why are you 100? <laughs> like, so of course old. you died jumping what? off of a boat. Look at how old you are. <laughs> you log? Come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's agent. I shouldn't be like that. Anyway. The man was in the AARP, and they're trying to tell me he's 41 41. years old. Well, you could sign up for it back then, couldn't you? (laughs) This guy went to college with Wilford Brimley. You're telling me (laughs) he's 41 years old. So was Wilford, though, oddly enough. He just turned 41. There was some weird statistic about Wilford Brimley, actually, where, like, somebody said in the movie, in this movie, he is 41 years old. No, the fuck he is not. not. (laughs) I don't know how old it was. It was like when he made the thing. He was, like, in his 40s, and you're like, he looks like he's 70, because Wilfred Brimley has always been 70 years old. Always. Like, he was even my mom's (laughs) grandfather. It's weird. Yeah, I wanted to see. So he's born in 1934. 1934. So he was 61 when this movie was made. Very spry. Yeah. But yeah, that does does mean he was in his 40s when he made the thing. That's so true. (laughs) Hang on, I gotta bring up a picture of him in the thing. Oh, wow. I wanna see. Yeah. Why was everybody so old back then? <laughs> what happened to people? How did this happen? No way! No fucking way! <laughs> Do yourself a favor, look up a picture Whoa. of 40-year-old Wilford Brimley. <laughs> we really need to be start- I-, I need to start doing OBS so you guys can see looks on our faces in well, these pictures. He's legitimately 70 in he's that picture. 70 years old in these pictures. Oh my god. Paul Rudd is in his 50s. <laughs> and then you look at Wilford Brimley in his 40s. And Jesus Christ. In, in that really does blow my mind. In case mind. you're wondering what happened to the generation that had smoking everywhere. <laughs> we've all de-aged like 20 years just because there's less smoking indoors. Here's the thing about Gen <laughs> X too is that we were so traumatized growing up that we just stayed in the fetal position for most of our lives. That's why we look like babies in our 40s. <laughs> Good Christ. I, I I, I, need to make this background on my computer. Because this is like inspo. Reminders of horror of horrors of age. <laughs> <laughs> Walrus Brimley. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, not to get off on too much of a tangent, but there's an episode of the Dollop where they bring him up and they're just talking. They just talk about him as a walrus the entire <laughs> just a whole like six minute bit they do with him as a walrus. Why? Because it's hilarious. Oh, you guys! I 
You know what? Uh, Wilford Brimley will never make the cunt list. He's just, <laughs> he's a good guy. And, and he's been a hundred his entire life. Entire life. Entire life. <laughs> God bless him. Anyway. Yeah. Back to the film. Yeah, so, we're talking about the firm. Yeah. So we find out about these, these two guys who die. Mm-hmm. Again, they look older than they are. Um, and they, they die by, apparently, they were diving off of a boat in the Cayman Islands. Or no, or did the boat blow up? I no, it was, it was a diving accident. Diving accident. Yeah. But, in, but it, it wasn't just them that died. It was also the person that was helping yeah, them, teaching Abanks them. Mr. Abanks' son. Yes, Mr. Abanks. And and, and uh, there are two other people on the boat. Uh, we, don't, we don't find out about that right. until no, later on. It's, but it's, it's a very it's, weird... It's yeah. Saw and Breaking Bad are both on the boat. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Tobin Bell. <laughs> and, and uh, uh oh um he played the cop brother on breaking bad yes, i can't remember his name so i though. can't remember he was also on community he was on community that's right. was he on community or was it a different guy no it was a different guy it was a different guy yeah anyway yeah so we find out later on yeah that there's these two other people but what's weird about this is that you know there's there's a whole thing about like some sort of broker deal that that because they're all you know all lawyers Brackman's trying to get this one guy on board who's already... Sunny Caps. Yeah, who's already been paying a shit ton of money to their firm to represent him. He's basically a mafia, right? This firm's job is to be horrible. That's what their job is, is to be be employed by horrible people and do horrible things. So they can help help millionaires be billionaires by never paying any taxes. Yeah. Now, little (laughs) do do their clients know that these lawyers are skimming right off the top. Mm. They're, they're overcharging them hours and all that kind of shit. Yeah, there's some scandalous, scandalous. Kind of things. Yeah, going on behind the scenes there. But we don't find that out until Tom Cruise starts to figure out. Oh, hey, something's shady here. Well, and it's it's nice to see that he's not made to look stupid. Yeah, Tom, Tom, Tom yeah. Cruise's character is never made to look. He seems like right after he talks to Ed Harris, he's immediately suspicious. That's right, because he and, goes to work at the diner, and then Ed Harris, who is an FBI agent, shows yeah. up. Yeah. I'm, Ed, I mean, even with the small wisps of hair, you look better than bald. Oh, Ed. I mean. You should just wear a hat like you did in every <laughs> other movie. Get this man a beret. <laughs> a kicky beret. A kicky beret, indeed. Like he had in the Truman Show. Oh, exactly. He looked fabulous. Again, it de-aged him about 30 years. Anyway, Ed Harris was annoying in this movie. Yeah. For me. You know, it's like, okay, even the FBI aren't safe. Because once once Mitch starts to find out that he's in the middle of this big, huge ring of fuckery, everybody's trying to run him. <clears throat> everybody's trying to run him, and he has nowhere to go. And he tells his wife, "Hey, you know we're in trouble." But basically, their house is being bugged. Um, everywhere they're going is bugged. They're being followed everywhere. Everywhere to where he's cheating on his wife. Yeah, and the, yeah, that I'm sorry, that doesn't make any fucking sense. He just turned one girl down. Well, he's in the Cayman Islands with Gene Hackman, and yeah. then he's going walking on the beach, and then somehow this girl with an accent, all of a sudden, he's like, "Well, I guess I'm gonna fuck her." Why? Yes, <laughs> like, uh, he went. Why not? Well, I yeah, think, I think that this is again. I always get mad at this because they never because if there's something in a book that isn't in the movie, it doesn't count to me. But oh. in the book, they explain he's kind of kind of kind of has like a white knight thing, where he's like, uh, you know, he's big on being the hero, and so he, they kind of the, the firm set up that girl to give him an opportunity to be a hero and that's kind of his and then she thanked him for it with her pussy <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome here's my box that's just kind of his thing 
He's a white knight. Should kids listen to this podcast? <laughs> no, definitely not. I'm sorry. Mom, I know I've disappointed you wherever you are. Um, yeah, okay, good, because I did not understand that. Because to me, that but didn't it, make I mean, any it sense. It doesn't exist in the movie, so yeah. So they, they, <laughs> they, they dropped that. It's just like, well, yeah. I'm not going to fuck her, but I do feel like fucking this one. I'm, so. just, I'm just a guy who can't control himself. I'm just a guy who can't say no <laughs> to a girl on a beach who's got a sprained ankle. Like who that? is either a sex worker or works in tourism or yeah. both? She says she worked at a at a... At a what was travel it? A travel agency. But then she RIP. was also working as a sex worker? Well, I mean, that's what travel agencies are. Oh, wow. Right? Well, but I don't know. I'll ask Peggy. She used to work at <laughs> Gulliver's Travels at the mall. But I don't know. Yeah, yeah she's, she, the whole thing, like, it seemed like he was being set up, but it didn't make sense why. Like, no. that, that was one of those scenes. It's like, you just said no to that one. Well, I don't get why we're saying yes to this. And then, so eventually, you know, when all this shit starts to go crazy back home and he realizes, okay, he's Wilford Brimley's got the pictures of him doing this girl on the beach. He better do something about it. He either can tell his wife because he's going to get, you know, he's, gonna, he's getting blackmailed one way, one way or the other mm-hmm. or not tell her. And then she gets these pictures in the mail. And then somehow I forget, how did we get there where we just, he finally does tell her at dinner. Yeah. I think he's worried that it's going to come out, and he's got to launch this whole big plan to try and take down the right. firm, and he so doesn't he, want them, you know, knocking her out of the game. Right. Like, you know. With the pictures. Seriously. they've got pictures. Yeah. Saw took a bunch of pictures. Oh, Saw. <laughs> Killer bees from Overnight Delivery. And Saw. His name's Saw. <laughs> Every time Technically, it's that, Jigsaw. It's Jigsaw, but, yeah. but it's like, Saw. It's funnier to it's, say it's, Saw. It's, <laughs> And the other it's guys like going Jason Bad. Friday. It's Saw or... and Breaking Bad. They were out <laughs> with the Quaker Oats guy. You don't have it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Chewy loves Quaker Oats. It's the right thing to do, isn't it, Chew? You bet. You bet. Put that dog in the cunt list. Anyway, okay. Uh, yes. He's not going on there, but you might make it next to Mark Cohn. Um, so ultimately, anyway, all this shit's happening. It's right. going crazy. Somebody kills yeah. Gary Busey. Somebody, oh yeah, that's that's the private investigator guy that he Eddie Lacroix or whatever bringing, his name is. Bringing just Eddie Lomax. Eddie, uh, <laughs> bringing full uh, full Busey energy to the moment. Oh, and what a fantastic little moment we get! <laughs> I'm sorry when when Busey shows up in any movie, I'm excited. I I, I, I one of my favorite Busey mo- movies with Busey moments are uh, is Point Break. Every fucking time. Yeah. Meatball sub, man. Every, I think about that a lot. It stays in my brain. Um, Tom yeah. Cruise, you know, is kind of a weird guy. Yeah. Uh, kind of, you know, and he seems like very, and then of course in this movie he's playing a, a guy who doesn't have much in terms of a personality. No. Um, and, and to see him interact with Busey, who has every personality. It, it's, it's just, <laughs> all the it's personalities. Like seeing, it's like you're seeing really at the actual first meeting between Gary Busey and Tom Cruise. <laughs> With Tom Cruise trying his best to be affable, yeah, and, and Busey just touching him, putting his hands on him, you know, gesturing in every way, just saying, shooting just, him with the charisma gun, weird, you know, weird shit left yeah. and right. His <laughs> teeth are out there. Stories <laughs> that you think, have nothing to do with anything. And you're pretty sure that they're real Gary Busey stories, <laughs> not just Lomax. I want to see the stories. outtakes. Oh, I do too. Busey's just riffing, just riffing it. <laughs> The whole time. See, we are so 
what a time to be alive <laughs> that we get somebody like Gary Busey in this world. I'm sorry. I just I love see, him. Just see Cruz just trying. Yeah. Trying to catch something here. <laughs> <laughs> Where you going, Gary? Gary. Oh, Gary. But see, here, there, this is also the scene where we meet one of my favorite actresses is Holly Hunter. Holly Hunter. Great fact about Holly Hunter. Yes. Nominated for an Academy Award for this movie. No shit. She didn't even, like... She's in the movie for six whole minutes. Whoa. No shit. That's crazy. And I loved her. Yeah, she's great, right? I, oh, my God. I love I loved her relationship with her husband, Did... who she kind of loved. <laughs> Elvis. But, yeah, with Elvis. And then there's oh, then there's this whole side plot with uh, with Tom Cruise's brother Ray, who's in the who's in the yeah, clink. David Strathairn, who's another hot Academy in this movie, in the, by the way, another Academy Award nominee. Yep, yep. Not for this movie. But. Not for this movie. But I mean, just it, the cast was phenomenal. Like it, it, it was really top tier. It's just a shame. Like I just wish we had more Holly Hunter and Gary Busey. Mm. And I was really bummed. Spoiler alert, guys. Gary Busey gets shot. A lot. With Holly Hunter hiding under. Because she was down there giving him some pleasure. And they <laughs> what don't did you even... think I was doing? Vacuuming? <laughs> <laughs> I want that on a t-shirt. Oh my God. <laughs> she deserved the and Oscar nomination. Absolutely. Six minutes of screen time. But just her and David Strathairn looking at each other like they were going to fuck immediately. Yes! yes! <laughs> that is Way too much chemistry for two people to have when they first meet. And how did we not get a movie from those two later on? Right? You know, make write them a story. I would love to see Ooh, what happened to when them. When he's looking at her to come with him, and yes. he's like, oh my god! And she's like, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, she. Oh, I was <laughs> that down. Little I was down. Smile. Oh yes. my god! Wow. I love her so much. I love her so much. Amazing. She's great in this movie. Um, it's little moments like that that make the firm. I think. But she's just dancing and making tea. Yeah. <laughs> You, you you put Holly Hunter in an empty office with a printer. <laughs> she's just standing there yeah. printing things, steal, I mean, stealing the fucking she's movie. vital to she, the entire plot, absolutely. too. She handles everything behind the scenes. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's going down to the Cayman. She's stealing yeah. boxes and shit. And, oh, my God. Yeah, just phenomenal. Helping Jane Triplehorn almost fuck Jane Hackman. Oh, God. See, that's where Fuzz and I, we, we were like, oh, don't do it. Don't do no. it. Like we were, we really thought there for a second. Like no. So they had yeah. a plan. They're going down to the Caymans. They've got. They know where the files are. The files are in Gita Hackman's uh, closet in his, uh, Cayman's in his apartment. closet in his Caymans apartment. And uh, they're going to go down there and they're going to they're going to not steal the files. They're going to copy them. Right. But they need to get Hackman away. And they think he's going to go scuba diving. And then he tells Gene Triplehorn he's not going he's scuba not, diving. That's right. She finds this out because he's trying to get her to go with him. Yeah. To the Cayman Islands. Ew. 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 Yeah. So much ew. Like... <laughs> when, he, when he shows up at the school. It's so cringe. She's, she's out there and she's she's watching. She's re- doing a recess monitor. Yeah. You know, she's out there watching the kids. And he's like, hey. And then like asking her to go to the Caymans after. after uh, uh, it's so icky. Just so <laughs> icky. It's so he's, icky. He's just, a, he's just a man in cock form here. Oh. In this entire movie. Would you call him cocksure? <laughs> Are you cocksure? Does he try to fuck everything he sees in this yeah. movie? Yeah, I think he would have Tom I'm Cruise so for a minute there. I, I'm so glad him and Holly Hunter didn't have a scene together. Because oh. <laughs> you know he would have been after her, too. All over it. All yeah, over Gene it. Hackman, there's another 100-year-old man. <laughs> it's I, I, I just, again, was he born in like, 1843? I guess. This and a, a great looked, actor looked a the same actor. in the firm as he did in Bonnie and Clyde back in '68. Yes, correct. The same, 
take look do a side by side. I'm telling you, they look exactly the same. He didn't age. He's in his nineties. <laughs> I know. I, I just and the thing is, like, he's a good looking guy. You know, like I mean, I I see that, but it, it, when it's he, the, he's here, here's how he, Gene Hackman is good looking is that he is so charismatic. Yes, that you that you you know you the paunch belly, the receding hairline. Doesn't uh, matter because nope. he's got a great smile, yeah. and he's just all personality. That's see, that's that's like my weird crush on Billy Crystal. It's the same thing. It's the same <laughs> thing. I've always had a thing for him, and I never knew why. But I mean, he didn't really have a punch. But man, no. the, that receding but he, but hairline, he was skinny, and it, 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 but it, charisma yeah. Yeah. and everything that he says, I just loved it. I just loved it. <laughs> charisma, something another movie talks about all too. <laughs> oddly enough. Oh yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll get. To yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, Cindy Pollock is a hell of a director. He's yes. taken this uh, what what is a kind of a very basic thriller and kind of elevated a little bit with this amazing cast and mm-hmm. it delivered something pretty thrilling. It was yeah because yeah. I I asked I asked you I said would you call this a thriller and you said yes I would and I'm like I hate thrillers and it turned out I didn't hate this movie and I I really set myself up for like this you're gonna hate this like I looked for everything wrong. And then Gary Busey fucking shows up. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> now I have to love this. Gary Busey and Holly Hunter. Is it Christmas? <laughs> Thank you for those gifts. But yeah. We, I mean, we've been a little light on Cruz talking about uh, Cruz. He is the star of this movie. And I got to say, that scene, when he walks into the hotel room of the two gangsters and uh, you know, he's confronting, uh, um, what's his name? Oh, I lost his name. Uh, the, the lead gangster, the guy. Who's... Caps, Sonny Caps. No, no. no. Uh, oh, the, the other guy. Yeah. Other guy. Yeah. Yeah. Other guy. <laughs> Remember other guy? Other guy. <laughs> oh, he really stood out. His performance was Paul Sorvino. Okay. Oh, that's right. That's because <laughs> I even said, I'm like, oh, Mira's dead. And that other guy who's played every gangster in every movie. Every, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not typecast at all, Paul Sorvino. That is a hell of a scene. Yeah. That is a hell of a scene. He is holding <clears throat> that down. Do you know what, what scene got me was when... Um, Cruz realizes that their house is bugged and he goes and he turns the music up. He grabs Jean Triplehorn and we're relying on her face to tell the story that he's giving her. He's, he's saying we're fucked basically. And then just the look on her face was so terrifying. And I, I thought that was just such a great, a great moment. And then she goes running out of the fuck. It's like, don't run, dude, don't run. They're going to, they're going to see you. you. They're following you right now. That Um, was realistic though with, with how she just ran away, like that is how most people would react. That, like, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. No, I'm out of here. I would have run further than three blocks down, yeah. but I mean, you know, um, uh, a bit of a time constraint at the moment, right? <laughs> Question, because I'm pretty sure I thought you brought it up, MJ. Did we find moisture in this film? No, no, actually. we we didn't have any moisture in this film. And I thought for sure we would see moisture on Gene Hackman at some point. <laughs> or even Wilford Brimley when he's he was, running. He was a little sweaty at the end after <gasps> after he woke up drugged. It was Tom oh. Cruise yeah. hanging from the ceiling. And then like he, he oh, had... God. Oh, God. Yes, so that's what it was. Pouring moisture. Yeah. Yes, that's what it that was. was. Yeah. Okay. That was but terrifying. Yeah. Hackman, after he thought he'd slept with Gene Drain Triplehorn at the end. Oh, yeah. And he was really sick. And he sick. woke up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he was going to die. Yeah. He looked green yeah. in that scene. It was it was gross. What did they dose him with? Jesus. I know. <laughs> did you want him to die? I mean, it was going to happen. Like, they were going to kill him at some point. You knew that they would. He knew too much. He had too many files. But overall, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's not one that I'd be like, oh, I'm going to go watch The Firm again, you know? It's one that I'm, I'm glad that I got through. 
because of the, it's such a stellar cast and great direction. Um, and Gary Busey. And it's just not one that I would watch again. But I would I would say if you haven't seen it, it is one to, if you like thrillers, it's one to watch. It's not one that's held up 30 years later. Like, mm. people don't talk about it ever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's weird because it seems like every time I turn on my Roku, there's always the cover of it. Like, Dowd is like, <laughs> watch now. And it's like, oh, I don't think so. They did try to turn it into a TV show. Oh, fuck off. Did they really? Yeah, didn't go very well. Who tried oh. to do it? Oh, I don't remember. I'm going to find I, out. Uh, I just know that they tried to turn it into a, a TV show and it didn't go well. Oh, t- okay. There are two John Grisham movies this year. this And then two more the following year. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, he, he was having a time, wasn't he? Alex Maybe. Kingston was in this? <laughs> that got your attention, didn't it? No. Maybe I'm getting... Maybe it just looks like her. Maybe I'm wrong. I think it was... Think Is it, it River was- Song? Yes or no? Looks like it. Hang on. I just the <laughs> TV. I want the TV show cast. You dumbass. Uh, computers aren't listening. So Peter Facinelli. No. Oh yeah. Or no. No, Josh Lucas. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. Easy mistake. To it make. wasn't River Song. It's it, Molly uh, Parker. Okay. Um, Juliet Lewis. Wow. Probably playing the Holly Hunter role. Damn it! Yeah. <laughs> totally. Callum Rennie as Ray McDear. Never heard from him again. I don't know. Martin Donovan was in that. I like him. Yeah, I think it, it lasted two seasons. Really? Yeah. How? Um, I, think, <laughs> I think they paid. They paid the, 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 the series. Maybe? 2012. 2012. Huh. Well, there you have it. Yeah. They, they waited a bit after the original until the film was made. So uh, later this year, we're going to watch The Pelican Brief with uh, Julia Roberts, right? Yeah, Julia Roberts and Denzel Washington. Next year, uh, The Juror with Demi Moore. Oh, my God. I don't remember that And The Chamber with Tommy Lee Jones and Susan Sarandon. Can we get out of the law for a minute? Or is that, (laughs) that's all Grisham knows, That's all Grisham knows. Yeah, he's just, he's a lawyer. Oh, oh, I get it. Source material. Yay. <laughs> Why don't you write a story for Lifetime, John Grisham? I'd love to see a, a story about a woman lawyer. Get this. What? I just read a piece of trivia that just blew my fucking mind. What? One of director Sidney Pollock's original intentions was to have Mitch McDear have an affair with Avery Tolar. What? <laughs> just wait. The character was changed into a woman and was to be played by Meryl Streep. Oh. <gasps> Oh. As it is, Avery was a weird, flirty, bromance-type relationship with Mitch at the beginning of the film. Wow. <laughs> I, wow. Although, you know, little cruise on Hackman action, I wouldn't have been against either, you know. Hit that. Hit the $96,000 offered to Mitch McDear to join the firm in 1993 is equivalent to $193,000 today. Jesus Christ. <laughs> which none of us will ever see in our lifetime <laughs> you can donate to our patreon today if, if i had one set up for us you could donate but yeah. robin wright turned down the role taken on by uh gene triple i can see her doing that yeah yeah but gene triple kind of is the the beigest did you happen to role. catch the the dog's name uh the dog no. uh, Mitch, mitch's dog Charlie? Hearsay. What? <laughs> the dog's name is Hearsay. No, it wasn't. Yeah, it was. No. Uh-huh. That's dumb. 
Hearsay? Hearsay. Fuck you. Fuck you, John Grisham. I bet he has a dog named Hearsay. Charlie Sheen was up for this role. I can't see that. So was Jason Patrick. Well, he had to do Speed 3, though. Oh, wait, that was later. (laughs) Still. All right, Terry, question for you. How many Oscar nominees are in this cast? Let's see if I get this right. Gene Hackman, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Holly Hunter. Um, Hal Holbrook. Um, Oh, I don't think... Jerry Harden wasn't. Um, Was Tom Cruise ever nominated? He was. Born on the 4th of July. Oh, that's right. Um, And Magnolia. Well, that... Okay. That's the best role ever, so yes. Um, Okay. Was Gary Busey ever up for one? What was he up for? Do you remember? Elvis. Elvis. Okay. Um, So what, that's... Five. Five. And I counted like eight. (laughs) 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 Um, Shit. I'm trying trying to look at the cast in my head. Um, Because Paul Sorvino wasn't up for one. No. No. I can't think now. David Strathairn. Good night and good luck. Right. Ed Harris for The Truman Show. The Truman Show, that's right. Wow. I mean, again, that's one hell of a fucking cast. And, you know, back then, I mean, that's before. I mean, so many of them have gone on to do even bigger and better things since then, too. So, I don't know. I You, you could put Holly Hunter and Gary Busey in another movie for me. I'd be happy. Just, just put them together. <laughs> Today. Today. Do it today. Because <laughs> Gary Busey needs a fucking job. So please. Somebody. Jeff Bridges was supposed to be in this movie. As? Don't know. Announced as, it was originally announced as a member of the cast, but I don't know which character he was going to play. I'm sorry, but I could see him as Avery. Yeah, that could work. Yeah. He's certainly not Mitch. He's, He's not, definitely not Mitch. I could see him as Avery. Mitch. I could see him as Avery, and like they would have a kind of like a buddy thing. Because right now, about this point in time... He had the long hair, so he'd, like, slick it back and be kind of like that yuppie-ish kind of thing. Jeff Bridges is one of the greatest actors of all time, by the way, so. (laughs) Just in case you were wondering what my opinion is, I would have loved to have seen him in this, but that's fine. It was still a great cast. And a decent movie, overall. Yeah. Yeah. I also loved loved the early work of Margot Martindale in this movie. Wonderful character actress Margot Martindale played Tom Cruise's secretary. Oh. Yeah, she didn't stand out for me. <laughs> she stood out in everything else she's done because she's awesome. That one time where she answered the phone, no, he's not here. <laughs> Great scene, Margot. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Sorry. <laughs> Nothing against you, Margot. We're just, you and I aren't close, so... A Mark Twain reference I made was actually <laughs> related to two different character, two different actors in this movie. Oh, as Hal Holbrook toured the country playing Mark Twain, of course, and then Jerry Harden. Jerry Harden did it too. Played Mark Twain on an episode of Star Trek: The Next Generation. Oh my god, <laughs> that's weird. So that you know, they had fun on set. We love Jerry Harden because he was deep throat on the X Files, and uh, his death on that on that show was 
so I one of the saddest things I ever saw. I was so mad that they killed him off in there because he was fucking deep throat. It's awesome. <laughs> and he's the father of Melora Harden. Oh wow. Yeah. That's How about great. that? So All right, let me burst your bubble. I really have to pee. <laughs> you wanna oh so you wanna pause before we get into no, you know the main you event do? of this podcast? I want you to, to to engage MJ in uh in a bit of a of a story time of about the film that we just watched. MJ, what did you think of the firm? Uh, I I thought it was cool. You don't have more to do, more to say than we can move on to the next movie. <laughs> I don't have a lot to say about the firm. I honestly forgot most of it when, yeah, <laughs> over the week I've forgotten most of it. So it didn't really hit for you. It was it was like it was cool, and it like it had like those moments of like, oh, is what's gonna happen? And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting watch. That's solid, as much as I've got. solid three out of five. <laughs> yeah. What about son in law? Oh boy. <laughs> so we're planning on watching uh, Weekend at Bernie's 2. We announced it on the last show. We we're watching Weekend at Bernie's 2. We went to watch Weekend at Bernie's 2, and they asked us to pay $8 for it. And there is just no universe that can justify paying $8 for Weekend at Bernie's 2. No. This doesn't exist. Absolutely not. There is no universe where that's reasonable. Uh, yeah, no. No. I haven't even seen it, and I still don't think it's worth $8. So, so this is this is Weekend at Bernie's 2. Okay, I'm going to give this to you just so you just so you have a sense of, of what you missed out on. So in the original Weekend at Bernie's, Bernie, uh, the, the, the uh, boss of these two characters played by Jonathan Silverman, and Andrew McCarthy, he dies. And he's invited these two idiots to come to his beach house and hang out with him. And they get there, and they find out that Bernie's dead. But they need Bernie alive, because they've been uh, kind of drawn into this scheme of Bernie's. Uh, and if, he, if he's dead, they don't get, they're going to go to jail. So they have to pretend that Bernie's alive. So they carry his corpse around <laughs> and make it like wave to people and pretend to talk to people. He has, the corpse has sex with somebody at some point. <laughs> Like, uh, the, ca- the corpse goes swimming. Like, all this stuff. Classic. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they made a sequel. <laughs> yeah. Which no one asked for, by the way. No, that corpse ma- probably would be, like, rotten pretty hard <laughs> by that time. Because it was, like, two years later, wasn't it, the sequel? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's set immediately after the oh, original story, though, of course. Okay. Bernie's corpse is taken back to New York, and it's found by a couple of guys who do voodoo. And they use oh. a uh, they kill a chicken and use its blood to bring Bernie back to life. But Bernie, <laughs> they screwed up the process of doing that oh. in the midst of it. So now Bernie can only come to life when there is like salsa dancing music playing. So <laughs> oh. He gets up and he salsa dances everywhere now. <laughs> but if you turn that off, he drops like a corpse because he's, he's a corpse. He's a corpse, right? <laughs> Does this make it happy? Right. Make you happier that we watch Son in Law instead? Um, I don't know. I think I I'd rather know. watch that one. <laughs> I because yeah, we'll never get this I time don't... back. <laughs> yeah, I am not making that up. That's what happens in Weekend at Bernie's too. I totally forgot about that, and I know I saw it. I remember watching it like with my friends. But then again, I was hanging out with my friends, and we were probably having a better time talking to. This each was other. during your Andrew McCarthy phase. That was in like '85. <laughs> That was Mannequin era, 86. Yeah, I, I did love him. I still love him. Are you kidding? 
He's his book. Oh, he has a book. He's an autobiography. Oh my god, it's so good. It is. It's so good. I I love him. I just hated this era of film for him because mm. he deserved better. He's a good <laughs> so Amy, tell us about son-in-law. Fuck you. <laughs> And fuck you, Polly Shore. I already wrote you on the cunt list. <laughs> Who said this was okay? This this movie, and of course it's like, I get it. It was like the whole MTV, you know, thing. He had his own show on MTV. He was synonymous with MTV. He was the reason most of us would change the channel from MTV to something else when he would come on. Admit it, we enjoyed Polly Shore at the time. No. No. Modestly. At the very least, a little bit. Oh, God. Every time you said the word cones or nubs. <laughs> Ew. Chomping cones. on some grindage. Oh, <laughs> no. Uh, nugs are, are women. Yeah. In case you didn't. If you, if you, ha- if you don't have your Polly Shore to English dictionary. <laughs> uh, I, I don't. I didn't bring it today. I uh, forgot it at home. <laughs> Chomping some grindage is having food. Oh. Uh, wheezing the nugs is hitting on hitting on women. Oh, of course. You already know what mingling means because oh, technically yeah. you're mingling anyway. I mean, it just, <laughs> I just, I'm so mad at this movie. Like I, I, I thought I was sad about it, and then it just turned into blind rage. So the premise here is that Carla Eugenio is from South Dakota, and she's moving to Los Angeles to go to college, and uh, her family is very, you know. Rural. <laughs> to put it kindly. We yeah. uh, take her Rural. to the big city <laughs> and drop her off at college, and she's uh, inducted into a cult by Polly Shore. Oh, <laughs> now I would like to see that movie. <laughs> this is basically a movie about grooming. I'm going to explain <laughs> how this man groomed this young girl yes. from South Dakota. Yes. And, and, and the grooming doesn't stop there because it just keeps going <laughs> does in this it to film. The mom. Does it to the mom, to the kid. <laughs> um, yeah, it's okay. And not only that, but it's like I, I hate how they how it, films like this always portrayed people from the Midwest as just yokels, you know, as just idiots, um, which is mostly true because we're from Iowa. We can say that. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like oh can't imagine somebody from the midwest going to california like like they're just so different out there oh, are they or are they just you know i think we're all assholes a different brand of assholes yeah I would think. we all we all own our assholery a different way if i could give this movie a minor a minor compliment very minor very minor compliment okay, okay. in modern movies the way you portray the midwest is through terrible wigs <laughs> well said. Yes. Well said. You're and, right. And this movie, you know, like they got uh, one of the one of the rural people is Tiffany Amber Thies, and she mm-hmm. looks fucking great. She does. Yeah, she, she looks you know, fabulous. In this uh, movie. Carlo yeah, Gugino, it uh, doesn't look great with that haircut, but it's not a terrible wig. It's not, but I I hate it though because it's just it's so angular. <laughs> <laughs> and for some reason back then we said that was okay, mm. and it's not. Yeah, and only that, but it's not. Gene Triple Horn had a thing. The Dude, angle because like, it was a it was that thing about angular sharp. hair. Her hair was Rita very, Wilson in Sleepless yeah. in Seattle. Come on, angular was in. It was a very pyramid shaped. Yeah, I don't have time for that. I cut all of my hair off. <laughs> I was like, I'm not going to be one of you angular people. Um, <laughs> the mushroom slope. It is. It is. And probably, not like that, but like, I, of course, they send her out to California. She comes back to South Dakota. and She's got blonde hair. Because like, everybody and in short California, right? And- yeah, 
She's just, she's so. She's she shops so at vintage stores now. Oh my God. Where did she get the money for that? I'm not supposed to ask. <laughs> you weren't supposed to ask. But now it's it's in here. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Um, oh, God. She, she has one of those scenes where she pours a drink and she doesn't fucking drink it. She walks away. <laughs> I hate oh, stuff man. like that. It just follow through. Just follow yeah. through. If, you, if you're going to make a, like an, an actor's choice in a scene, follow through. At least take a sip of it, then slam it down and walk away. You know? Yeah, don't just like put it there and leave it. Just leave it. Yeah. Bye-bye. People who leave the door open on TV shows. We don't do that. Oh, no. you get ants. Kimmy Gibbler was the worst Fuck about you, that. Kimmy Gibbler. That, she's going on the cunt list for that one. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler. Oh, fuck her. Sorry, Andrea Barber. I'll put your real name on here, too. <laughs> Offense. Being offensive. How about that? Okay. She just always walked into the full house house and left the door open. <laughs> Leaving the she door open. did do that. Yeah. I do remember that. I love this list. So much. <laughs> can you add? Can you add Travis Tritt and, uh, and Marty Stewart? And Marty Stewart. <laughs> just that poster. Can just I add for the being poster? In that well, poster. I mean, I should add just Travis Tritt for just being a cunt anyway. <laughs> How about so. country music? No, I'm kidding. Country, country music. music. <laughs> <laughs> no, because we. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure we have so many listeners on here who are just like, well, don't make fun of Luke Bryan. <laughs> That's not country, you assholes. That's not country. Anyway, I digress. Let's go back to this wonderful film. Yeah, Son-in-Law. Son-in-Law. So he doesn't have a place to go for Thanksgiving, so Carla Gugino, uh, Rebecca, invites him to go back to her family in uh, in South Dakota. Which, by the way, if, you, if I had kids and they ever fucking did that, I would kill them. You don't give me any heads up that you're bringing somebody home with you? Especially somebody who I probably won't like anyway? Mm. Especially Polly Shore? Yeah. And i that's my house? <laughs> I would be so pissed. Nobody let Polly Shore in your house. Just no. <laughs> don't do it. Just ever. It's like you've not been told that before. You know, we were all warned of that in the 90s. It's so obnoxious. So, it's just, it's obnoxious. The whole film is obnoxious. Everybody whines in this movie. Like, Constantly. everybody. We're whining. We're, we're, we're being obnoxious. We're talking over each other. Scenes don't so much have jokes as they just have just things that happen. Like, scenes will just end they, on a note of some sort, some, yeah. and it's just like, what? where was the joke? What Ex- was the joke exactly. supposed to be? Yeah, and we never find out. No. No. No, they can't be fucked to tell us. We're just like, well, we'll just move on to the next scene. The only good part of this film, the only good part, was just seeing Academy Award winner's face, Brendan Fraser, doing his Encino Man cameo at the beginning of this movie. That was it. Rest of it all downhill from there, baby. Yeah. That's it. That was weird. That was weird. Yeah, that was weird. It was really weird. Why did they do that? Because Encino Man had just come out prior that year, or the year before, right? I guess then they're both Disney movies. There's that, too. <laughs> this, is a, this is a Disney movie. No, it's oh, not. It no. is not. This is a movie made by Disney. Disney fought New Line to have Polly Shore in their movie. Both New Line and Disney were lining up Holly Shore projects at the same time, and Disney outbid no. and outfought New Line no. for the services of Polly Shore. Do you suppose that they they're like, yeah, we made the right decision <laughs> all these years later? Certainly, <laughs> really, pr- really proud of our oeuvre, including <laughs> Son-in-Law from 1993, starring you know, Polly Shore. You know what we had a lot of time for in 1993, <laughs> arguing over who gets Polly Shore. <laughs> In their movie. <laughs> These are the problems you want to have, folks. 
Good God. Good God. That I can't. I can't believe that. I it, can't. It made money. Oh, my God. It, it, uh, on an $8 million budget, it made $37 million. From our generation. <laughs> yeah. I think we, we should be apologizing to people for this film. This and movie its came out in, in the month yeah. of July just because they wanted to make sure we could see it. This was the counter-programming of Last Action Hero oh and Sleepless God. in Seattle. Uh, well, let's do something for the kids. <laughs> let's let's have them talk about, like, uh, you know, getting a stiffy or whatever, semi. <laughs> semi. Oh, my God. He, he walks into a kitchen and tells the mother that she's giving him a semi. Oh, oh. It's so uncomfortable it's... and so wrong in so many different ways. And, and, you know, poor MJ over here doesn't deserve this. It's, it's an assault. <laughs> To your yeah, senses. Yeah. Folks, MJ lived in a universe before this movie that didn't include the knowledge that Polly Shore existed. Wasn't that? I yeah, what? I didn't uh, before now. And you'll never get that time back. It. Yeah. No. no. This will be with you forever. It's gonna be. This is in this there. Will, this is a lasting scar. This is this is something to talk to your therapist about. Y- yeah. Yeah. I, but at yeah. the same time, if we had to suffer, so do you. So. <laughs> That's what this podcast is all about, really. It's making people suffer. You're welcome. <laughs> you, hey, Sean, how many Academy Award winners were in this movie? <laughs> Just the one? And he was in it for two seconds and didn't say a goddamn thing? <laughs> I, You know, I'm not sure, honestly. I'm not sure. I don't think Lane Smith was ever nominated. Uh-uh. Or Cindy Pickett. Mason Adams, maybe? No, probably no. not. Patrick Renner was not a... Dennis Berkeley, definitely not. Or <laughs> Buckley? Is it Berkeley? Berkeley. Who is, which, which one was he? He was thug number two in every other movie, and oh. he played Theo in this movie. Yeah. He looked like he was in Roadhouse, didn't he? was he? in Roadhouse, Of course yes. he fucking was in Roadhouse. Yeah. Patrick Swayze kissed, kicked his ass in Roadhouse. Damn right. God. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, I miss you. Remember, he was, the, he was the big guy who cried at the end. That's right. He uh, turned everybody in at the end of Roadhouse. Such a dick. <laughs> was he curly? Curly. I think he was curly. Yeah, he's curly. <laughs> God. Roadhouse. <laughs> this is the second week in a row that we've referenced that that Family Guy Roadhouse. Good. <laughs> Roadhouse. Work it in somehow. Edgy, <laughs> um, did we see a lot of moisture in this film? Uh, uh, I don't think we did, really. Um, I think uh, Theo had a natural sheen, but he he's did just because he's a big sheen. dude. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he looked like he like he was eating like a lot of ham rolls, you know. <laughs> yeah, S- sitting out in the field eating some ham rolls and mm. drinking some Coors Light, which this movie must have had a sponsor because it was Coors Light all over this fucking movie. I don't know if you caught that. I did. I did. I didn't. I, well, when you have nothing else to look at on the screen, you look at what they're drinking. <laughs> and I saw Coors Light, so this movie gets like weirdly serious in the third. Oh act. my god. <laughs> So like they go, no one was ready. The third act breakup, and uh, the the character uh, Travis, played by Dan Gauthier, uh, tries to. Uh, well, he does. He roofies Polly Shore and Tiffany Amber Thiessen, right? So that he can put them in a barn together, as if they'd slept together. To upset, and it's like, yeah, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, For some reason, they decide to 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 include the scene where it looks like she's like processing the fact that she's been raped. It looked like a lifetime television. Like it was such yeah. a weird tonal shift. And and the thing is it's like the shot on her and the tear like yeah. it was a good shot. Like it you 
you felt bad for her. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she just got slut shamed by her boyfriend. Right. Right. Like immediately, and she hadn't done anything. Oh my god! It and was... he had done that to her. Yeah. Like, so you're going from like this really wacky, and got him a country Polly boy, Polly Shore movie, into um, hey, let's throw the kids off guard. <laughs> let's have a conversation about consent. <laughs> See, that's why Disney wanted. They wanted that one scene. That was a le- a lesson scene. Oh god. Some some things may not be appropriate for a Polly Shore movie. <laughs> I'm just saying, this is probably one of them. This is probably one of them, yeah. <laughs> this is the there one. A, there was another way to get to this. Oh, my God. <laughs> it didn't include this scene. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Wacky, I think I might have been raped scene. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's one of, that's that's just the one hijink of the film. I told you that. There's one hijink I, and one shenanigan. I said this was the shenanigan. That, well, no you're idea. right. That was the shenanigan. Yeah, you got it. The the only shenanigan. <laughs> it's just so awful. This movie. The lead character's yeah. name is Crawl. Yeah, Crawl. Crawl. Yeah, we meet him as he's hanging upside down in his his RA dorm. Yeah. With uh, what kind of slippers were on his face? Were they with a deer? Monkeys? I thought they were monkeys. monkeys? They were some sort of brown slipper. Yeah. Know, but did you notice? Did you notice the the deeply padded package of Polly Shore? My God. <laughs> I didn't want to. There's like two scenes where they like they practically shove his dick right in the fucking camera. I didn't ask, but you know anyone who got assaulted, it would be me. God, I I, I didn't know if that was padding. I'm like, wow. Oh, it has to be. It has oh, to be. There's no way. There's just there's just so much there. In the words of in the words of Lars von Trier talking about Willem Dafoe, that would be a confusingly large piece. <laughs> <laughs> I never have I wanted a man to put his pants on more though. <laughs> you know what? We didn't bring little Robbie out here. We didn't. But speaking of, it's like he could walk around in his in his underpants. I'm not going to say anything. It's fine. <laughs> but this this was a uh, lots of butts in this movie. And so many butts. There was, there Men's was some butts. Ass. Lots of ass in this. Yeah, there's some 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 misshapen asses <laughs> that I didn't understand. I just wonder how gravity worked on them. <laughs> you ever seen an ass that looked like a W? <laughs> like very sharp. Because <laughs> that's what I saw. <laughs> and that's like in the first scene. It weird. was. Yeah. It was weird. Mm. Very early. Yeah. So, I don't know if you can understand, but we did not like this movie. No. <laughs> it was deeply unpleasant. Oh my, and it, it gets worse when... Some of the older actors start using the terminology oh, that Polly Shore when Lisa uses. Starts oh, God. Talks of, talks of like Polly Shore. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna put, munch on some grindage. I just, I just, and they think that, and they think this is like, oh, this is cute, this is charming. This no, is how the kids not. talk. And see, Polly Shore is like, yeah, they're no. like, no. Polly Shore was the only one who talked the, like that. Exactly. Yeah. No, no one, one talked like that no ever. One. Ever. She found the weirdest. Dude in L.A. was yeah. It? She found the weirdest dude in L.A. and brought him home, <laughs> and they were like, "These L.A. people are weird." And it's like, no, it's just him. It's just it's him. Just him. <laughs> I mean, some of those other people in that movie, they were weird, but right. they yeah. weren't that weird. They didn't no. make up their own language. Yeah. No. Well, you it's know, it's funny though. It's charming now that you know Snoop Dogg does it, and it's fucking charming. But at the time, <laughs> well, he does the, the push chisel like that. Yeah, but that's it, that's Snoop Dogg. Yeah, you can get away with that shit. Yeah, 
Yeah. Snoop Dogg can do anything. But... It, it was always cringy to me, though, listening to people try and do Pauly Shore. It's oh, always made me cringe. Yeah. And then, yeah, the idea that you're going to have Lane Smith, the, the lawyer from My Cousin Vinny, do it. It's, oh, uh, oh. And then the Smuckers voice guy. Oh, God. Oh. Mason Adams. Yeah, Smuckers. Weird, weird uh, little aside on that. Uh, both uh, both those guys, uh, Lane Smith and Mason Adams, died 12 years after this movie was made. Because of this film. <laughs> They got right? sudden-in-law cancer. <laughs> sudden-in-law cancer. Oh, yeah. Which now both of you have. Oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I've got 12 more years. Well, have so. you ever heard anybody talk about Smuckers? That's Mason Adams. I thought that was Jimmy Stewart for ages. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. Smuckers. I, it, Joel Hodgson on Mystery Science Theater does the best one of that. It's <laughs> like real fruit. Um... Yeah, yeah. But again, like these are these are well known character actors. Wasn't the mom the mom from Ferris Bueller? Uh yeah, I think it was. Yes, also, Cindy Pickett. Yeah. Um again, it's you know it's not that the acting was terrible, it's just it's Polly Shore. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think anyone else could have played him. I don't think anyone else would want to. No. I mean yeah. you know. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Like, I, I don't know how many times, like, MJ had to flip over and look the other direction, and yeah. I put the blanket over my head a few times. You, I put the pillow over my face a couple times you did. as well. Sean <clears throat> tried to put his finger through his forehead, Yeah, and it didn't work. It didn't work. So, I don't know. I, I, don't, I don't know what else, like, what else to say about this movie. It's just, it's just a... <clears throat> fish out of water story from yeah, the beginning. Yeah, I mean it's very it's very perfunctory and yeah. and uh, very mediocre in terms of its you know the, like the tropes. You know everything that's going to happen before it happens. We we shouted out every uh, every minor turn yep. of this plot because it's, it's very very obvious and very very stupid. Thirty seven million dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's so adjusted bad. for inflation. It's probably a pretty good number. <laughs> so I mean. Did you did you see this in the theater? No, God no. See, neither did I. Which only I saw it on HBO like two years later, I think. And did you if remember? I, if I saw it, did you remember enjoying it? No, no. <laughs> I've never. I, I I do remember like enjoying seeing his interstitials on MTV because he was different. He was and different. He, and he had different energy, and I like Encino Encino Man. That movie that movie made me laugh a lot. Right. I think mostly Brendan Fraser. I think yeah. He, you know, he he is a very different energy. And especially when it was coming from MTV, it was a very, he was a very different, weird sort of guy. Because, you know, it, 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 that is the thing about MTV, too, and um, I, it's music television, that's what it was. It was music television. Um, they did that, especially like in the late 80s, we would have like people like Dennis Leary. Um, God, who else? The hippie, uh, Randy. Uh, Donald Logg would do that. Um, we had, um, uh, the cab driver was, was Donald yeah. Logg. And, yeah, um, and then we had... Um, Later on, like, Janine would do some. We had, uh, what's her name? Maggie Estep would do some. Just these weird kind of comedy asides. And then you get to, like, later on when you have people like Jesse Camp who are just annoying as fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, they're trying to manufacture. Whereas, right. As, as, admittedly, Pauly Shore was, was original. Yeah. When he walked in the room, he was magnetic. Yeah. Uh, he, had a, he had a presence to him. He was weird. Yep. He was different. Mm -hmm. And then when you tried to manufacture that with Jesse Camp, it just totally didn't work. That's true. That's true. And, you know, MTV is kind of grasping the straws at that point. 
Well, and yet they just died a, a very long and painful death, didn't they, still, MTV? Still doing it. I thought they died. I thought they were taking it off. Are they? Yeah. I have not heard. MTV's over. Oh, wow. Here. That's, a, that's news to me. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> Amy has brought MTV to an end. Yeah, MTV News. Or, I'm sorry, MTV News shut yeah. down. As Paramount slashes you. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but because who needs I news? I didn't even know MTV. MTV News shut down in 93. It's just been TV shows. <laughs> they don't even make fucking music. I mean, wow. Uh, yeah. Well. I thought it ended with Tabitha Soren. Yeah. It's like, I, I didn't want to watch MTV News once Kurt Loder wasn't doing it. I mean, mm-hmm. he's like 100 years old now. John too. Norris. John Norris. Uh, remember the movie show with uh, Chris? Vaguely. Uh, yeah. yeah. Loved him. Yeah. And that, well, Serena Altschul. But that's only because of Sip and Ollie, and I always think of that. There was another uh, MTV performer in this movie. Oh, that! <laughs> so check this out. So Last Action Hero that we watched, what, last week? Yeah, a and, couple weeks ago, yeah. And then, um, then today, <laughs> and boy, howdy, was she, she really wanting in on this scene. <laughs> Beth A, I believe, is who it was. There was, there was two Beths in Beth there. S. Beth S. <laughs> I just remember she had the mole. Um, <laughs> which she, uh, if you watch the real world, the, the reunion later on, she had that removed. But anyway, she really wanted to be an actress. So, like, she was in, like, two movies. Now I want to go back to all and watch all of the movies we watched just to see if she's in <laughs> any of them. She's, there's a scene, like, the guy's storming out, and Paulie Shore tells him not to storm out, and he walks through the door, and there's this extra that's sitting there, and she just whips her head around yeah. so quickly with this big smile on her face and throws it a line too. She's just like she's like, oh wow, or something like that. <laughs> and you're like, oh no. That's yeah. not that's not how extras work. That's <laughs> oh. so you're an extra. We don't want you to talk. Yeah. You're you an extra, there. don't be extra. Don't be extra. <laughs> <laughs> there are no small parts, just small people. She went on, and you're not gonna believe this. I was looking at her IMDb trying to confirm your last action hero thing, and it's not on there, but it, I don't know. I'm it, not, she's in the background. I'm not denying She's that. in the background, yes. She went on to direct The Sexiest Girls of MTV. <laughs> Are you serious? I swear to God, she directed it. What? Why? <laughs> That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. The sex. What does that um, even mean? Um... <laughs> What I don't know. The sex. Why? Why? <laughs> Hang on, let me look it up. God damn it! It's the sexiest stuff. Maybe it's not MTV. It was like sexy girls of the real world. Maybe. Oh. Yeah, she did that. That's that's uh, that's part of her legacy. Are you kidding me? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, when you've got nothing else going for you, just sure. come up with an idea. Why and, not? You know. Got to do something. We love we love sexy. <laughs> Big fan of sexy. Yeah. But I, when I think of Beth S, I don't think of sex. <laughs> I just think of you are the well, most annoying not, character she's on not Real in. World. She's not among oh, no. the sexy. She's directing the sexy. I just and again, I'm sure she's a nice. Yeah. I'm sure she's super nice. But like when she was on the show, I fucking hated her. <laughs> she was one of those. Uh, every time she would, she's whiny she, and dramatic. She was an instigator. Like uh. she would get people. She she just talk shit. And then even on the reunion show that later was on Paramount or whatever, I watched that. Did it again. 
dude, you're in your fifties now. Grow the fuck up. I was, and I know that this is for you know, it's just for TV, but it's like it, it just if, if a young person watched that, they'd be like, God, do you guys ever get out of junior high? No, we never grow. We never grow up. We're still just horrible, shrill, shrewish like people. So I hope she's not really like that in real life because that would really that would piss me off. Well, uh, I'm pretty sure she is. No. <laughs> Stalarchik, by the way. That is Beth. Yeah. That's her name. I remember that. I remember that. <laughs> God, that's crazy. And she directed The Sexiest Women of Reality TV. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you can do to get a credit on IMDb, you do it. <laughs> I, yeah, I've directed some of the best. She's also listed as the executive no. producer of something called Joe Dick. Oh, what? <laughs> I'm curious. What is what is Joe Dick? It should tell those that are listening just how much we don't want to talk about son-in-law oh. when we're looking at things about Beth Stolarchek. Yeah. There's nothing really about this that's notable in any way. Joe Dick? Yeah. Nobody's in it. It doesn't have a good premise. It just has a title, Joe Dick. And she probably says, oh, I'm the director of Joe Dick. <laughs> we know Beth. She's the executive producer. Oh, well, whatever. <laughs> We know. <laughs> she only directs TV specials about sexy reality stars. <laughs> and then throws so... her face into the scene of yeah. Polly Shore's movie. <laughs> Did you see me? I was in Son-in-Law. <laughs> Blink and you miss it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. God damn it. <laughs> She's, this movie's Tawny Katane. <laughs> hey. <laughs> that, that, that was a personal affront to Tawny Katane. She was a name, all right. She shouldn't have been in that fucking movie. <laughs> Damn it. Oh. Still pisses me off. So sad. Yeah. So sad. So sad. Kind of like Son of Law. Oh. It's over now. And I, again, I want to apologize, MJ. I, 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 I said, yeah, you should see this. And now I regret it. Yeah. And I hope it's, that you don't hold it against me. You got me to hear Polly Shore saying, thank God I'm a country boy. Oh, God. That was. You had to see Polly Shore direct a, uh, a, a, what was it? Uh, what do they call that? Uh, where people, where the old people dance in a circle? Oh, line, oh, dancing. line dancing! No, yes. no, no. What is the, it's, it's called something else. Oh, uh, oh, um, uh, square dancing. Square dancing. Yeah, square dance. He directs a square dance where he's telling them to do Polly Shore moves, like oh. grind on the rail, oh. buddy. And they, they knew what he meant because <laughs> the old people are like grinding it. Grinding their butts together. Which is so weird they, because I like didn't know people, what he meant. Two old people are just rubbing their butts together. Yeah. That's that's the joke. I mean, like, wh- wh- why did that happen? Well, how did they de- how did they determine that that's what he was telling them to do? They knew, and we didn't. <laughs> so really, I mean, who who's the asshole here? Wh- it's when me. Did they send out that information. <laughs> yeah, and then it's like ter- it like turns in like to a, a, an episode of Club MTV. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> I miss Club MTV, but I hate that. I hate that. God damn it. This movie is... Um, this I, is the legacy of Club MTV. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think you should put this in your book. <laughs> You're reviewing horror films, right? So this is fitting. This is fitting. It's terrible. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. There's nothing redeeming about it. No. There's, there's no. nothing like... Not even like... The, the only moment I think I laughed out loud was when the father called Crawl Crotch. <laughs> And that was to me. He laughed again when he did. Oh, wait, the when he called him time. crap, you yeah. know. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's not a bad gag. But then they brought it back and they and he did crotch again and yeah, it wasn't funny. It wasn't as funny because it didn't. You know, you only get one time with me. Rule of three states: you just have to have three different ones, not right. uh, two of the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we're like crotch, crotch, crap. Crack. What could he have gone with? Um, uh, I don't know. What's another good cr? Crack. <laughs> crack. I said crack. Croc. 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 Right. Okay. I guess. I guess. Yeah. We have to give them credit. They have to <laughs> come up with two. <laughs> because we can't come up with a better God one. God damn it! They win. You win, son-in-law. <laughs> you knew it all along, son-in-law. Yeah. I. Uh, what else? R.I.P. Lane Smith. Oh, is Lane? Oh, he's dead, isn't he? Yeah. Sorry, Lane. You were. You were. You were in my cousin Vinny when I liked you. But you. You made it. You made a bad choice with this one. <laughs> so did you, Carla Gugino. And everybody else in this yeah. film. Nobody comes out looking good. No. Uh-uh. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, though, isn't She's it interesting? She's the only one that does. Isn't it interesting to see that she was trying to do what Elizabeth Dirk Berkeley did with, with Showgirls? <laughs> it's, yeah, but you know what? Tiffany Amber Thiessen does, like, a strip tease in this movie. Yeah. Before the fake, oh, roofie, before the roofing. To that horrible Travis Tritt song. <laughs> <laughs> Trouble. T R O U B L E is the official I, title. I won't say it like that. <laughs> I'm not going to say it like that because I fucking hate that song. Oddly enough, MJ, you lived in a world pre Travis Tritt, didn't you? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't even remember what that song sounded you, like. You so. don't have to remember it, honey. You let that go. <laughs> We're going to move on from this, okay? I want you to know that. And Sean and I will be here to help you every step of the way. <laughs> I'll help you forget with next week's movie. What is next oh week's boy. movie? It's Free Willy. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. Yeah, it no, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> next week's movie is Free Willy. It's literally the only release next week. Oh, my God. Now you're going to understand the scene in Bob's Burgers where Tina has got the chum all over her hands and the fake shark jumps over her. And there's that music in the background that's like, eh. That's where this came from, Free Willy. That scene came from Free Willy. Wait, tell me there's not a shark in this movie. No, it's 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 a whale. It's a whale. Okay, good. A yeah. whale named Willy. Don't want sharks. I'm done with sharks. Oh. <laughs> done with sharks. I have sharks. a movie called Cocaine Shark. You don't want to watch it? No. You've, have no, you seen Sharknado? Is. No. Did you get traumatized by a shark? I got traumatized by a shark movie. Jaws? something meters below or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I can't. I, they're all dead. All but two of them. They're oh, all dead. Uh, I didn't realize you felt that way about sharks. I, it was it was recently that I was traumatized by them. So I just... I guess I'm not going to give you your was birthday it? gift. Was, <laughs> the, was it the one with uh, <laughs> Sylvester Stallone's daughter? And uh, they're trapped in a cave? Or was it the one with Mandy Moore? Where they're trapped in a cage. Uh, trapped in a cave. Cave. Okay, the first one uh, was Mandy Moore and and somebody else trapped in a cage. I thought that was Jessica Alba. No, it was Mandy Moore. Mandy Moore did a movie like that? Yeah, she did the first 29 meters below. See, everybody can make mistakes, guys. I'm a professional film critic. I don't care. I'm a professional piss taker. <laughs> And I take the piss out of everything. You're a professional cunt lister. That's right. That's right. That sounded weird to say. Cunt lister. <laughs> it's hard to say that, isn't it's it? It's hard to say it when it's, it's true. not easy. Yeah. How many are on there now? We've got... 
Uh, we got uh, J.K. Rowling, Ellen, Chet Hanks, Polly Shore, Mark Cohn by proxy, and uh, Kimmy Gibbler, a.k.a. Andrea Barber. Mm. And she's going to stay there. Uh, severity, five. <laughs> yeah, so next week, free willy, guys. And uh, hopefully by then, we'll have a we'll have, we'll have I, an I online hear, presence. I hear Jürgen Proke now dropped out of this one. He's going to play the sea captain. Oh, God, Jürgen, you made the choice <laughs> of the century. Yeah, he couldn't he couldn't have been in this movie. It would have been it would have ruined things for him. <laughs> he was busy making Weekend at Bernie's, too. Yeah, probably. Yeah, I mean, it seems like something he'd do, you know, and of course. You have to pay seven dollars to watch that. Yeah, one, we're never so gonna do that. No, we're not. Not even do for Jurgen. We love you, Jurgen, but no. So no, he would only get like a cent anyway. Yeah, that's so. true. It's not gonna help him at all. No. So next week, free Willy, folks. Free Willy. <laughs> Amy, where do they get the video podcast? Oh, you have to write in. Send a self-addressed stamped envelope to six nine six nine sixty ninth Street, uh, Pueblo, Colorado six nine six nine zero. See, I change it up there. Yeah. yeah, make sure you have a working VHS TV. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, you're only going to get VHS tapes from us. That's the only way we know how to record. And you have to make sure it's from Europe. We only have <laughs> we're region European. Pal. Yeah, we're pal here, so uh, region. You need need region free. Yeah, yeah. It's the only way it works. Yep. Free Sub- Willie. Subscribe to the Patreon on Amy's door. Uh, just <laughs> nail a nail a five dollar bill to the wall. That's true. And right now, I'm setting up a real Patreon <laughs> on the information superhighway. So we'll talk more about that next week. See, guys, I'm getting there. Amy <laughs> just got her first AOL disc. <laughs> You've got mail. There it is. That's all. Free Willie.